This is Moment of Hope, brought to you by the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica. I am your guest host, Teddy Jones, welcoming you to the program. Good morning, listeners. We may be familiar with the term, challenges come in all sizes, shapes, and forms, but it's how we approach them and persevere that determines how we learn and grow. Have you or anyone you know had the experience of an absentee father? Can you identify with the pain of a strained or broken relationship with your father? Fathers play a significant role in the lives of their children. In addition to being protector, provider, playmate, fathers also represent emotional stability for their children. When fathers are absent, it is evident as this results in evident negative effects on the child. My guest today is Marjolaine Francis, life coach and author of the book, Call Him Daddy, A Daughter's Journey to Connecting with and Forgiving an Absentee Father. Today's feature is Overcoming the Odds, Choosing to Forgive an Absentee Father. She will share with us what inspired her to write her book, some of the negative cycles she has encountered, how she was able to forgive and reconcile with her absentee father, Marjolaine Francis. Welcome. Thank you so much, Teddy Jones. <laughs> wow. It is so good to have you here and especially to have you sitting on the other side of the microphone, as it were, <laughs> this morning. First of all, congratulations, Marja, on uh, your authorship of this book. And um, it is an absolutely, absolutely important, important issue that you have chosen to put pen to paper, as it were. And, uh, and also, congratulations on the, the reconciliation I know how important that is, and we'll be hearing more about that. So let's jump right into it. We're going to start by finding out who is Marjolaine. Where did she grow up? What are her hobbies? And all the exciting stuff like that. So take it away, Marja. So Marjolaine, I'd like to describe myself as multidimensional, a Jesus girl, yes. I was born at the Princess Margaret Hospital in St. Thomas. St. Thomas! Yes, I went to infant school there, then I moved to Kingston, moved on to the Harborview Primary School, went to Shorthood, practicing for a short while, then Yalas Primary for one year, then back to Harborview Primary, <laughs> you know, that quite a journey there to different schools. Yeah, <laughs> back and forth. And then um, I graduated of the Jamaica Theological Seminary and the University of the West Indies, and I have the privilege to wear several ads, which include being a social worker, a life coach, and now an author. I have been a Christian for over 20 years. You know, I started out my journey. That's as, all your life, right? 
<laughs> almost. almost right I started out my journey you know as we spoke about how many different schools that I've been to as this unstable child somewhat right. insecure you know but now I would say that I'm more secure in my identity in Christ in who I am and I am passionate about transformation of lives because I see how the influence of other persons have had on my life books that I've read how they have transformed my life so now I am passionate about sharing my life with others so that they too can be transformed in terms of hobbies what do I love to do if you know Marja Elaine I love nature I love the beach and so at any time any day if I have work to do Outside of my normal nine to five and stuff on a weekend, and somebody say beach, even the housework, I'll leave the housework, go Calling to the beach, and come back because the beach calls my name. So I love the beach. I love spending time with family and friends and having some good meals. And I love to cook as well. Yeah. Sounds, sounds like you're a foodie, Marsha. Yeah. Yes, I am. <laughs> some good food. Uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And, uh, you know, as you talk about the, um, the instability um, in, the, in those early years, um, I suspect that that too is a part of the story of this fractured and fragmented relationship with the father who was absent. But yes. um, let, me not, let me not make assumptions. Why don't you share with us what inspired you to write your first book? Call him Daddy, a daughter's journey to connecting with and forgiving an absentee father. Where did that inspiration, where did the inspiration for that come from? So the inspiration came from Teddy having a conversation with friends in a workspace. You know, we're just talking about fathers one day. And as I listened, I recognized how similar the experiences were that other persons, right. their father was not present and how they felt about it, the anger, the resentment, just how, you know, they wish that their father was present. And I thought to myself, hmm, I've heard it before. But on that day, I heard write a book and I yeah. felt a sense that that was God saying write the book however I resisted I resisted doing so um Teddy because it meant that I would have to be vulnerable right. about sharing okay. my own, just imagine my own journey how all my father's absence affected me and so I didn't want to be be vulnerable however I am um, I did say I'm a Jesus girl so I want to please Jesus right. <laughs> so even when I protest and I don't want one God why do I have to do this at the end of the day I remember the word of God says obedience is better than sacrifice and so it's important that we obey the Lord and so I wanted to obey God. So I said, okay, God, I don't even know how to write a book. This is not an ambition that I've had, but if you say me for write it, mega write it. Okay. Yes. And um, I decided to also, because I've read books where the stories have um, impacted me and transformed me in some way. And so God pretty much brought me into a corner that don't be selfish. The book is not about you. So right. the information will be about me, but me sharing my own experience will help someone to heal. And on that premise, I, though I resisted at first, I wrote the book and I'm happy that I did because now I get opportunities to hear persons share about how the book has impacted them, have inspired them and how they can relate to what I have been through, having not grown up with my father. 
Right. I, I'm, I'm so glad you, I'm so glad you eventually obeyed, you know, um, I think it was Kamika, Ruth Taylor, uh, our mutual friend and, 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 and writing coach to, to a large extent. Yes. Um, I think it was her who I heard bring home this point that we never know whose freedom and whose destiny is connected to our story. And writing a book is one of the best ways of getting our story out there. Is you know, once it's written, once that book is written and published, um, you literally have no idea how far that will will reach. Yes, <laughs> yeah. I've um, heard her say that. Yeah, and with digital, the digital era, um, I mean, the ends, the ends of the earth is literally reachable by writing a book. Um, who is the target of this book? Who is, who is your target audience, if you have a specific one for this book? So primarily, I would say ladies who grew up without a father, you know, girls girls thrive on being daddy's girl. And when you don't have that, it, it kind of leaves this void in your heart. And okay. so I would love for ladies who have not grown up with their father. That's my primary target. Primary. Oh, however... I'm also in the book hoping that mothers who had to do the parenting journey by themselves, they too will get the book to understand, you know, maybe they see their, their daughter behave in a particular way right. because children who grow up without their father, they have lots of behavioral issues. They may be able to identify with it and how to treat their daughters. Also to step mothers who sometimes they influence men in being absent from their child not saying that the women are responsible but they can influence whether the man stay yeah. in the child's life because yeah. yeah. sometimes a man leave the relationship that he's in the relationship ends he's separated from a woman or separated from his marriage and divorced from his marriage and he divorces the child separate from the child but i think that stepmothers can influence say hey yeah man bring the child along or play your role and yeah. also i love for fathers it's not like everybody but primarily <laughs> for fathers to also yeah. read it to understand the significance of their presence in their absolutely. child's life absolutely yeah um quite 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 some important stuff um that, that is emerging even as you share about the intended uh, target audience, you know, it's just, it's just coming out. Um, you know, how, how did, in your particular case, um, and you did mention the importance of you being vulnerable and sharing from a space of vulnerable, vulnerability, how did growing up without your father impact your, your life uh, and your relationship with God? Because... I know that there is a very important connection that a lot of us don't realize between the the presence of an a healthy relationship with our biological father yes. and our relationship with God. What was that like for you? For me, um, Teddy, it's a myriad of, of, of things that, that happened. And we know that God in his wisdom designed families. Yes, he designed yes. for the husband, the wife, the mother and the father to do co-parenting and to be there for the child. But somehow along the way, we as humans, we deviate from that. How did my growing up without my father impact me? There was... So there was a point when I met him briefly as a child and I yep. 
I had the opportunity of, he and my mother would have had a conversation of staying with him. And within two weeks, my mom came to look for me. And thereafter, the same night, my stepmother said to him, well, one of us had to go. It was either me or she. And wow. I watched my father packed up my things. And the next day, pretty much shipped me back <laughs> to where my mother was. He, can he, chose, he chose her over He chose you. her. So can you imagine as a child, then for me, I didn't know the word rejection, but I right. felt that sting of rejection. And so for me growing up, there was this level of insecurity, not yeah. feeling good enough if your father can choose someone over you and not stand up for you so there was some level of insecurity coming from that rejection that yeah. i experienced what, 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 with my what family was that? i was 10 11 there at that time okay right another thing that another effect that it would have had on me is depression and anxiety yeah. this this constant longing for that father figure for that fatherly affection and yeah. anxiety when I had to move from different spaces here I am so my daddy would have packed me up and I move then when I'm, I have to move from somewhere else I begin to feel the anxiety hey I'm gonna leave again right or cycle Right. And then my mother, because in different spaces that she would have had to leave me because of, of course, there's a struggle financially when there's one parent. So there are a lot of things that I had to pretty much do without because my mommy really couldn't afford it. And my father was not making any contribution after he left me at that time. Short, I saw him shortly after that, but then thereafter didn't see him again until I was an adult. So the level of anxiety, the longing for when you watch movie, when I watched movies and see father and daughter together and just say, wow, I wish that was me and yearning yeah. for that sort of affection. Yeah. And also, yeah, seeking love in the wrong places. You know, dated some older men because I was seeking the father figure. I yeah. didn't know then. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that I was just seeking to be with older men, but it was really seeking father figure. And then now for the relating to God, your earthly father is absent, not loving, not caring. So when I became a Christian, to see God as a father was father, difficult. Yeah. I yeah. saw him as savior and Lord, but as father, it was difficult. Difficult. Absolutely. Wow. Um, so much, so much to unpack, uh, unpack there, Maza. And again, thanks for the vulnerability. I, I, I know that this is, this is powerful stuff. It's powerful stuff. My guest today is Marjolaine Francis, life coach and author of the book, Call Him Daddy, A Daughter's Journey to Connecting with and Forgiving an Absentee Father. We have been focusing on overcoming the odds, choosing to forgive an absentee father. And Marja has been sharing her story, more the book, and some of what you'll find in the book. Now, you've got to get yourself a copy of that book. All right? So, Marjo, uh, browsing through a bit, and chapter six of the book is entitled Forgiveness, a Necessary Course. Now, some persons have a challenge to forgive. What does forgiving your father mean to you? I would say freedom. <laughs> yes, it, it, it allowed me to release the 
anger, the resentment that I was carrying for him for years. I remember when I met him as an adult saying, did you ever think about me? Did you ever wonder how I eat, I drink? And I realized that though I met him as an adult and began speaking to him, I wasn't as free as, as, I, as, as I, you know, would want to be. And the truth is we all have something that we need forgiveness for, and we would love for persons to forgive us. And God has forgiven us and has taught us that we need to forgive others for their trespass against us and so on that premise I was like God this is just so hard but I want you to help me to forgive him and so I had to make the choice steady <laughs> to forgive him with the full 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 knowledge that forgiveness is a choice I yeah. could either choose to in my late 20s when I met him and in the 30s at the time when I was thinking that I have not forgiven him to carry this for the rest of my life or to release it well I chose <laughs> to release him because I, I know forgiveness does more good for the offendee than it does for the offender yes it plays a role that they are free but it it frees you the offendee yeah. when you release yeah. the person yeah. Yeah. and I I also had to acknowledge that forgiveness is a process <laughs> and now that I have forgiven him we now have a relationship we share we talk to each other he calls uh -huh. Marjorie, how are you doing you know checking yeah. up and he yeah. tries to 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 encourage the relationship with my siblings and so i'm glad that i forgive him and i'm experiencing freedom in reconciliation with my father right right uh, that, that that is absolutely wonderful Marjorie. and I'm, i i can relate to it because that, that is so much similar to my own story uh with my with my father uh -huh. um and you know i i suspect that there are a number of persons listening whose story is different. Perhaps they have not yet gotten to that point of forgiving. And yes. hearing you share this must bring some hope, right? This is yes. moment of hope after all. Yes, uh, it is. This is actually hope for you in being able to forgive your father and uh, actually have a good relationship with your father while they are still alive. Yes. Right? Um, in the book, Marja, um, there are reflections at the end of each chapter for fathers and daughters. So remember, you did say that fathers were, were among your intended audience. Yes. And that um, the daughters who have been thus affected. So there are exercises both for the fathers and the daughters as well at the end yes. of each chapter. Um, and an exercise at the end of the book for readers. Yes. Irrespective of whether you're a father, a daughter, a mother, a stepmother, readers in general. There are a number of persons, Marja, who have the reality of an absentee father. What word of encouragement do you have for such persons? Having experienced the harsh effects of absentee father, I can relate. I mean, each person's story is different, but one thing is similar is that the father is absent. I would say to 
persons listening who have not yet met their father don't have a relationship with him and may be desirous that I met my father as an adult after seeing him briefly as a child. There is hope for meeting your father. There is hope for reconciliation and there is hope for restoration of relationship or building a relationship that you so desire. And so I'd say to persons, sometimes we are waiting on persons who have done us wrong to extend the olive branch and to, to, to apologize for what they have done. But sometimes persons don't know how to do that. And so I'd say to persons first is to forgive themselves if they father was absent, not thinking that it's their fault, forgive themselves. And if they have an opportunity to forgive their father or to listen to him as to why it is that he was not present is to allow that opportunity. I'd also want to share said the quote that I have at the end of the chapter, Forgiveness Unnecessary um, course. course, is to fathers, you are significant to your daughter's growth and development. Your contribution to her life matters more than you can ever imagine. Give your best time to your children. Your presence is irreplaceable. Daughters, some fathers are clueless of their significance to their daughter's life. Being resentful towards your father will do you more harm than good. Forgive your father if he has fallen short in his role and responsibilities. Choose to forgive and release him for being absent. It will transform your heart and mind. Wow. <laughs> yeah, absolutely powerful stuff there, Marja. You know, um, I'm, I'm just thinking that this is such a huge issue in our society. It and is. With these quotes that you have there, um, and, and no doubt the contents of the book, there's, there's really tremendous potential for um, just repurposing content and, uh, you know, maybe flyers and um, videos and also, also because the message needs to get out there, you know, that those words of encouragement. So I like how you put it, a word of encouragement for the father, a word of encouragement for the for the daughters. Yes. So the book is written. What's next? So, Teddy, I am passionate about transformation, you know, having experienced the harsh effects of an absentee father and observe how commonplace this is in our Jamaican society. I want to help change the narrative of helping fathers to realize how significant they are to their children and for persons to just heal from the hurt, you know, the father wound. So on my YouTube page, Marjolaine, call him daddy, I will be hosting Let's Talk Fathers series because we really uh -huh. need to be talking about father, oh, yeah. oh, father's great, great. absence yes. in Jamaica and see what we can do about it. Also, as a life coach, I help men and women who had a physically or emotionally absent father to heal from father wounds and to develop healthier relationships. You know, I have spoken to persons in youths, persons in their 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, even 60s who have never met their father and some who have met their father, but they just don't know how to relate to him and yeah. they're 
struggling to forgive okay. their yeah. fathers for being absent and not playing their role. So as a life coach, I really would love to be a part of that process of helping persons to heal and to see the transformation when they talk about how the absentee father has affected them and just heal and forgive and be whole. So that's that's pretty much it. Right. Okay. Uh, so that series comes up when? When does when that? When, when can we look forward to the commencement for, of that series? For the Let's Talk Fathers? Yeah. yeah. So in, I'll, I'll start in October. I already have a few things on the page. Call Marjolaine, call him daddy. Talk, right. giving charge to fathers. So it's, it's started, but I okay. will be continuing the process in October. And as a life coach, I'm available all the time. So persons can <laughs> always connect with me Reach through, out, yeah. right, yeah. through Facebook, yeah. Marjolaine Francis, or through Instagram. Instagram, Marja underscore Muse. Marja underscore Muse. Yes. Right. As in M-U-S-E. Yes. <laughs> right. Great. Great. Um, that's that's really that's that's really, really exciting, Marja, because that that's as I was saying, you know, um, the book is really the the foundation, the platform. And the more ways that you can utilize the contents of the book the more impact there can be. Um, and the beauty of it, Marja, in, in, you know, it, it's, it's your story. Yes. <laughs> and, um, just quickly, very quickly. Um, and what, what do you say, what can you say to persons about the importance of just embracing their story, their journey? I would say it's it is freeing when you embrace your story for years Teddy I I felt ashamed of the things that I experienced in my father's absence, but I've right. realized that when I began to share my story, persons were able to relate to it and I could help them also with different things that they're experiencing because I've gone through it already. I'm yeah. able to pass on knowledge and information. So once you share your story, I mean, it's it's a powerful tool to help transform lives. Right, right. And, and what, the, what, what did that? What did that, and, and certainly in the present, what does that do for you, for your own sense of self, your own sense of identity and, and wholeness? Ah, oh, more confident in speaking, <laughs> more yeah. more secure in yeah. saying, hey, this story, you, you may have thought that it was unique to you, but there are others who experience right. similar story and we all can come together and help each other to become more more whole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, because it's at the end of the day, it's about living the authentic life. Yeah. It's about yes. living your true and being true to who you are. All right. Marja, uh, let's pray now. Let's let's pray particularly for those who may be where you were at one point and maybe are still somewhere along that journey of, of finding wholeness and forgiveness with the relationship with their father. Please pray for us. Father. We thank you that you are a God, that you love us with an everlasting love and you have forgiven us and you have taught us to forgive. And so, Lord, even as persons listen this morning, we thank you that you are our healer. And so, God, I pray that in the same way that you were able to heal my heart, to call me to attention, to forgive my father, and I experience healing and wholeness, I pray that you'll call, you'll just move upon the hearts of those listening this morning, that they too 
we recognize the need for forgiveness, Lord, and for love. I pray that you pour out your love in their heart, pour out your forgiveness and help them, Lord Jesus, to move from a place of resentment or anger and uncertainty to just being at a place where they are more whole, Lord Jesus. Heal the father wounds. I pray that you turn the hearts of fathers to their children and turn children's heart to their fathers. I give you thanks, God, for the transformation of lives that will take place through this program in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thanks, Marja. May I remind you, the Missionary Church Association in Jamaica brings Moment of Hope to you every Sunday at 7.30 a.m. Thanks to my guest, Marjolaine Francis, life coach and author. Thanks to you, our listeners. If you need prayer, counseling, or further information, call the Missionary Church Association's office at 924-1378 or contact via WhatsApp 791-0527. Also, link us on Facebook at Moment of Hope MCAJ with your comments or questions. I am Kerry Jones. Regardless of what you encounter in life, there is hope and there is power in prayer. Hebrews 11 verse 6 reminds us that God rewards those who earnestly seek him. I invite you to pray by yourself or join with a family member or a friend and let us pray, being mindful that God answers prayers. Tune in again next week, Lord's willing, for another moment of hope.